Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. DJ Rock Lobster joins us. Want to talk music? Yes. All right. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. This is kind of a cool surprise. Um, Toby Keith, country artist, superstar, um, revealed that he had, um, I believe, was it uh, stomach cancer? Mm. He had a diagnosis that he revealed, so he's been dealing with that for a year and a half. And then... Out of nowhere, he surprised a crowd at a steakhouse in Lexington, Kentucky, and went on stage and did a couple of songs, and pretty cool, right? That's really cool. That's awesome. He was, So fun for them. And I think he was at like uh, some races that were going on, and then he decided, you know what, I'm just going to go here and, and surprise these patrons and do a couple tunes, and yeah. So and he That's sounded awesome. really good. I listened to a little bit of it, but there's crowd noise and stuff, so I won't uh, I won't bore you with that. But anyway, um, I just thought that was really cool. He seemed to be doing well. Uh, he's on the mend, it seems. Um, yeah. So That's he great. sang for about an hour. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. That, that's a lot of energy singing that long. I think so too. Anyway, you can um, you could just Google it. You'll find pictures and stuff, and I'm sure it's on his Instagram and that type of stuff. So there you go. Okay. Uh, you may have noticed that uh, Alanis Morissette uh, was not part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. celebration. She was going to be there to honor Carly Simon by singing You're So Vain. Oh, she was going to sing so that. Good. With Olivia Rodrigo, who's hotter than Olivia Rodrigo these days? Not many people. But after rehearsing on Friday night, she bowed out. There's no exact word on what caused Alanis Morissette to step away from doing it, but she had a post on Instagram on her Insta stories, Donna. Insta story. And she made it sound like she was disrespected because she's a woman. (gasps) She said that she, quote, adores Carly, Olivia, and all the other women who performed Saturday night. But she went on to say she's in a place in her career where she no longer has to tolerate the, quote, overarching anti-woman sentiment in the music industry. That sentiment, according to Alanis Morissette, includes, quote, condescension, disrespectfulness, reduction, dismissiveness, contract breaching, Mm. unsupportiveness, exploitation, and psychological violence. Are we sure that she's referring to this particular I believe incident? so. Okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, she goes on to say, I've had countless incredible experiences with production teams, 
with all genders throughout my life. So many and so fun. There's nothing better than a team of diverse people coming together with one mission. I'll continue to show up in those environments with bells on. Oh, I want to know the truth. Wonder what happened. Okay, uh, well, I'm also reading. Not you know, and I'm a I'm pro woman. I'm pro Alanis. Alanis. I, I, how Alanis. Um, I just saw her in concert this like summer. It was delightful. But some people are saying, uh, multiple sources are contending that she struggled with the song during the run through, leading to discord and a walkout. Oh. Oh. Okay, so now are we just going to like create our own story? Could there, if, if that would have been the case, what could have then escalated that would, would interpret itself like that from a, her statement on Insta stories? Maybe somebody saying, Hey, Alana, so we need to run that again. And maybe in her contract, she was like, no, I have it down where I do a rehearsal for 30 minutes and that's it. And I don't need to do it again just because you thought it sounded off. Or can you play it in my key instead of that one? And then the producer's like, chicks, man, am I right? right? Hey, Rocco! <laughs> well, I'm just, well, I thought we were making, I thought oh, we were improving What here. is she on the rag? Yeah. Right. Whoa, 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 guys, guys, maybe we shouldn't improv this okay, anymore. Okay. <laughs> Whatever happened to yes and, Steve? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I, I just got nervous. I'm just always trying to keep us from getting canceled. <laughs> but it is such a guy thing to do is like... You know, if a girl is ve- or a female is very particular about something like, oh, she's such a bee. But if a dude is, it's a completely different story. Yeah, that guy knows what he wants. Yeah, that guy's really, really like a perfectionist. It's so cool. Oh, yeah, I wonder what happened there. And it, now we just everything that we just told you in the last minute was made up. You're right. But Most we're trying it, to yeah. make sense of it. Yes. Chicks, he says. <laughs> Am I right? Oh my god, that's so funny, but so wrong. I mean, that's. I hope that's not what happened. Let's get a Rolling Stone interview out of her, and we'll get to the dirt of it. What about Scott Pelly? Oh, well, you yeah. anti man. Well, after reading Katie Couric's book, I don't know about this Scott Pelly guy. Tell you that right I now. don't. I don't know about anybody on sixty minutes after reading Katie Couric's book. Right? That sounds like a real crappy place to work. Yeah, I remember they showed Don Hewitt. I believe is the name of the former, and I believe since past producer of sixty minutes. You're gonna have to fact check me on everything, guys, just okay. so you know. But sixty minutes did a story on him on sixty minutes. Oh, oh, and it showed him going in. Who who did he talk to? Oh gosh, um, Mike Wallace, maybe. And they just got like in a real chest bumping, you know, yelling match with each other. It needs to be shorter. It doesn't work. What are you? You're coming in here and you're telling. I was like, uh, that's not a good work environment yeah. for me and my feelings. Am sure. I being too millennial in that? A little. All right. I wonder yeah. how you would do like working for the circus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Wait, what do they yell at each other there? Or no, what? I just wonder. Like, maybe that's more your environment. Like, would you be like, a ringmaster? Or oh like yeah, you totally be the ringmaster. I would dominate as a ringmaster. Oh, for sure. Or Had a clown. I been born, okay. You know, I did uh, play for my family yesterday. There was a brief moment on the show where I, I realized how much I had been screaming on the show yesterday, and I had yelled very loudly to smash that like button. And in the moment on the air yesterday, if you listen, podcast uh, hour number two from yesterday, I do immediately realize I had I had way too much caffeine. I had two big cups of coffee at home. And then once I got to work, 
I had a cherry bang, 300 milligrams of caffeine, energy increasing drink. And uh, that got the best of me on the air yesterday. But the circus, that seems like it's coming a little out of left field. Like you just want me to go find a different job. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. No, but although the Midway would be a good place for you. (laughs) Step right up. Come one, come all. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, when the uh, Springdale Carnival used to come to town, All where right. the albino rat ran around after being hidden in a tin cup and people would win money based on what color hole it ran into, you get it, I would go and uh, we would see if we could have a job with any of the carnies. And as I recall, my brother Scooty, I feel like I got to stand behind in a balloon toss game as well. When you throw the darts at balloons and then you'd get like a poster, most of them are like scantily clad models. I mean, it was this is pure... Whatever vision you have of carnies back in the 90s mm. is probably the exact vision of what I saw as a child. You know. Thank you for your What an interesting life. Carnies. Yeah. Town to town. One volunteer fire department after the other sets up shop on their local high school football field. Bring in your rides. Bring in your games. How much money could they have been making? J&J Amusements. It sounds, part of it sounds like super fun if you're young. So fun. But super depressing if you're not. I think even as you get a little older, yeah, you you view it with different eyes. Mm-hmm. But when the carnival came to town, Springdale, Pennsylvania, growing up, it was it was the best. They would start setting up a week in advance. It was so exciting. Oh, Lord. Oh, Steve. Here I go. You're such a child. Hard again. At heart. The if- pregnant pause made that feel like a diss. <laughs> Hey, how about this? When we come back, I've got food news for you. All right. There's a man who just ate 40 of these 40 days in a row. A total of 40. Tell you what it was. Also, Subway clapping back on the fake tuna drama. Mm. I will explain what they have to say when we come back. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Didn't think this was here. I thought this was somewhere else. Sorry. Uh, Stevie Boy, four of my buddies over at Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. So many things that they have happening there right now. It's always something new going on. Right now, you can go have a night out. It is so much fun when you get to actually check it out. Footloose on the main stage right now. You get dinner. Uh, you get a drink delivered right to your table. I mean, it's really, really wonderful. Also, this, maybe if concerts are more your thing, coming up, fantastic tributes to the Carpenters and Patsy Cline. And for the holidays, eight different holiday hits with a little something for everyone. Almost every night from Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve including, hold your breath, uh, The Three Tenors, Ginger Commodore, Cat Perkins, Christmas on the Prairie, Rock and Roll Christmas Spectacular, Mick Sterling's new Vintage Vegas New Year. So much fun. Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. They're doing holiday-themed mistletoe mischief after Thanksgiving. And Chanass and Dinner gift cards available as well. Bye. Welcome back to the show, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Am I right, DJ Rock Lobster? So fun! Clomp, clomp. Nice. Steve. Hey, Steve. Clomp, clomp. What's up, guys? Yeah, clomp, clomp, clomp. Hey, what's up? Fun. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy! I, I like feel the like tuna a, sandwich. I was going to say, way. putting our flesh mitts together kind of goes against the whole clomping thing. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, a lot of my clompers have sort of uh, written emails. And They've clomped yeah. back. Yeah. There's like a picket line right outside. I don't know if you saw it or not. Well, listen, Rocco, just like clomp clomp was a movement, and many people say it was the movement of the summer, that was the song of summer, flesh mitts 
is a locomotive. I know. You know what I'm saying? My time is done. Hey, Rocco. You chill out with that crap. Rocco's getting worse at conversation, like on the way back from lunch, too. <laughs> it's just like the closer we get to his office, it's like, like, this wah, is getting kind of dark. <laughs> there goes our fun time together. Let's just keep it fun between 10 and noon, okay? All right, cool. Whatever, dude. There's a Subway executive who says our tuna is nothing but 100% fantastic tuna. This is after people are like, is that real tuna? Let me tell you what it is. It's delicious. I don't know what it is, but it's always been yum yum in my tum tum. Subway North American President Trevor Haynes said on Yahoo Finance Live, it's delicious. You want to learn more about it? Go to SubwayTunaFacts.com and you'll find plenty of info. But tuna is there. And it's alive and kicking. Now, I don't know if I would have said it's alive. Now I'm thinking of like live tuna. On its website, I don't know if this helps or hurts. On its website, Subway maintains that it uses 100% skipjack tuna. Wait, what is that? I've never heard of it. Googling that. Not like albacore, skipjack. This sounds, it sounds like alley tuna, you know? I feel like I've heard of jackfish, like when I was snorkeling. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's in the tuna family. It's a uh, a medium size. I'm not going to say that word. Say it. Persiform, percaform. Triceratops, whatever. I know persiform. Otherwise known as the. Oh yeah. Balaya. Why don't I take over? <laughs> Uh, I have skipjack definition, a small tuna with dark horizontal stripes widely distributed throughout the tropical and temperate seas, also called bonito or ocean bonito. That's fun. Another term for it is click beetle. (laughs) Our tuna is real. It is 100% click beetle tuna. Okay, here's my question. Why are they waiting until now to address this? Did they have to take a while to swap out the tuna they used? I don't know. I don't know, mm. Donna. Why are you so anti-tuna? Listen, I love tuna. I only like one kind. You can only find it at Costco. It's Kirkland brand. It is albacore. It's in spring water. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And it's amazing. Hmm. Thanks. You continue to inspire the cities. <laughs> Thank you. This seems like the kind of thing that I would do. I almost feel like this is an alter ego of me. On the website, billypen.com, which is slang for William Penn, (laughs) Pennsylvania is, Sylvania means woods, Penn's woods. William Penn was the guy who I think uh, founded it, whatever. This guy ate 40 rotisserie chickens Uh. in 40 consecutive days. So he ate a rotisserie chicken entirely each day, 40 days in a row that's pretty good there were flyers posted around town inviting the city to quote that abandoned pier near walmart (laughs) 
at noon on Sunday to witness the... (laughs) I'm a human, and professionals would have turned their mic down, but I want you guys to know I'm one of you. (laughs) Is anyone going to say Gesundheit? Thanks for nothing. There were flyers posted around the city saying, come and watch this man eat another rotisserie chicken on day 40 at that abandoned pier near Walmart. Once the advertisement hit the Internet, the news spread far and wide. The Delaware River Waterfront Corporation sent its well wishes. Senate candidate John Fetterman expressed his support. Purdue Farms tried to give the man a free chicken, which he rejected. But there it says, come watch me eat an entire rotisserie chicken. November 6th will be the 40th consecutive day that I've eaten an entire rotisserie chicken. And he did it. His name's Alexander Tominsky, a.k.a. Smooth Recess on Twitter. And uh, he's the Philadelphia chicken man that really gathered the support of a city. People came together. He sat behind a table with a white tablecloth and an unassuming chair. And in the distance, there are people there with signs standing behind a line. They had to stay behind a certain line and just watching him eat this chicken. You know, Steve, you could come up with some kind of weird gimmick like this and we could get an audience and some coverage. Mm. So I think someone had a sign that said, slam that big bird. Like, get it, Pat Pat. <laughs> slam that big bird. What Boy, about this? Okay. This could be my thing. Pat Pat takes a nap nap. <laughs> I take a public nap. Like in a glass box? Yeah, like 40 days in a row. Nah, never. I'm not that thirsty anymore. Yes, Give it to are. Rocco. Rocco's not thirsty. Kid no. Donna. Rocco Donna. thinks he's hit the big time already. Oh. Yeah, I'm kind of coasting. Clomp, clomp. You, <laughs> You're like you on could... the casino tour. <laughs> Maybe Donna should do it. Maybe you're the one most well-positioned for a thirsty endeavor like this. But I'm not. I'm accepting the fact that I'm on the casino tour, which means my final tour. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Announcement? No, I'm just saying I'm no longer jumping from market to market, trying to, you know, outdo the next person. Yeah. I'm like, guess what? You go you go get it, dude. Yeah, man. It's yours for the yeah. asking. You volunteer for that extra shift. Yeah, exactly. It'll totally come back in a positive way at your review. Right. You'll, you'll totally be compensated differently. Oh, do man. it. Do it. Do well, yeah, it. Yeah, we're chilling now. We're fine. We hide out in the middle of the day. Okay, you're not chilling. I'm chilling. I'm right here. For now, but behind the scenes, we know you're working to get out of here. Okay. We're not dumb. Speaking of which, I'm working to get out of this segment all of a sudden. All right, great. And I've got just the thing. Okay. It's called the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It'll be me versus Donna. One of you can be our lifeline. Call now, 651-641-1071. We play a game, and we play it next. We're back. Donna and Steve. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It is just about 1030. Hour two of the podcast, if you're listening in that way. And it's time to play a little game. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. 
Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do, in fact, want to see how smart you are. I also want to quiz you. Did you know November is uh, National Adoption Month? No. I did not it know is. that. It is. And uh, I'm going to quiz you on some um, uh, adoptive fathers in cinema. Okay. Okay. Fathers that, that uh, at some point adopted somebody in movies, movies you'll all be familiar with, and somebody we're all familiar with is called in on the smartphone from Canada. It is Daniel. Hey, Hi, Daniel. Daniel. How are you guys? We're great. You know, How are you? Great. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, loud oh, and clear. Yeah. Are you in the middle of a job? What are you using? Oh, a, a roller brush at uh, three eighth inch thickness? <laughs> About that. About that. Well, okay. All, right. All right. Wonderful. Great. All right. Good to know. Um, um, <laughs> it's time for you to go with uh, one of the two of us. It is team up with Stevie Boy or Donna, whose car window exploded on the way into work today, either from direct vandalism yeah, or. I hope you're all right, Donna. Are you okay? Like, Thank you. I think I'm okay. That's that's... Just a little uh, taken aback. Thanks, man. Hello. I'm okay. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Okay. All right, Daniel. I'm, I'm losing the I'm in the country. Oh, hey, you're in the country. The All right. Yeah, it sounds like he's up high. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel. Like can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Right. Who are you yeah, going I can with? Hear you, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Donna. <laughs> All yeah. Right, All right. Bye now. Bye now. Okay. I'm very excited, Rocco. Oh, good. Let's hope there's not a tiebreaker because I haven't lined one up yet. Okay. Oh no. Sue me, Susie. Donna, these are adoptive fathers in cinema. Okay. We'll start with this one. In the movie The Blind Side, mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock played the adoptive mother. Mm -hmm. What country singer played the dad? Tim Who played William Stax, the Daddy Warbucks-like character in the 2014 remake of Annie? Oh, oh. The guy from The Thing. Thank you. And Okay. Okay, and who played Will Ferrell's adoptive father in Elf? Oh, oh, God, he's a great actor. He's from Six Feet Under. His name is, oh, gosh, what's his name? What's in the box? His name is, shoot. Well, Donna, you got the country music uh, of one. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's see if Daniel can help. He's a pretty smart guy. Mm -hmm. um, Daniel... He says, she says, uh, Tim McGraw played the adoptive father in The Blind Side. Your thoughts? I know, I know the zip about country, so I'll have to go with Donna's yeah. word here. Okay, okay let's you. go to the second one. Uh, who played William Stax, the Daddy Warbucks-like character, in the 2014 remake of Annie? Having a clue, but isn't James Conn Will Ferrell's father? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is Annie. Well, I'm, I'm skipping Annie because he said he doesn't have a clue. Okay. So Breaking we'll, up here again. That's right. Okay. We'll go to the third one. Who played Will Ferrell's adoptive father in Elf? Is it James Conn? <gasps> no, you said in Elf? Yeah. Yeah, because I was... thought you were saying stepbrothers for oh, some right, reason. Right. Oh, I know who it is. Are you allowed to say? I don't know. I don't know. You make the rules. I th I think, you know. I think it's Bob Newhart. I don't know. Talk to Daniel. Ta James Conn. 
Uh, okay, James Conn. Okay. Okay. Let's bring Steve back. Let's wave at him. Hey, Let's... Steve. Okay. Hey, hey, man. This was hard. Oh, no. Life man. is hard. Why is it so oh, hard? It's hard out there for a pimp. I don't know if we can still say that. You yeah. know, it's hard out there for a pimp. Oh, so she's singing it instead. Okay. Um, Sex work is still illegal in this state, so let's... Sorry, I blew up. Let's not glamorize pimps. Okay. Stevie Boy! <laughs> it is uh, a National Adoption Month, the month of November. I've picked out uh, some movies where there was an adoption. I've picked out the three dads from those movies, and now I'm going to quiz you on them. Nice! We'll start with this one, the movie The Blind Side. We know Sandra Bullock played the adoptive Tim mother. McGraw. Okay. Who played William Stax, the Daddy Warbucks-like character in the 2014 remake of Annie? Pass. And who played Will Ferrell's adoptive father in Elf? This is uh, Bob Newhart. Go back to the second one. Uh, Who played William Stax, the Daddy Warbucks-like character in the remake of Annie? No, I don't know, but I'm going to say Harry Connick Jr. played it in the musical version. Right. And I'm just saying that so that I get cred with the Annie crowd. Let's go over the answers. Uh, number one, you both got Tim McGraw. I did not even know that. I don't think I saw that movie. Oh, yeah, Mac Daddy. It's really good. Uh, number two, I think neither okay. of you got this. I thought this was kind of top of mind. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Mm, no. I want to say he was on like the Jason's show promoting it when it, when that uh, came to town and mm, yeah, no. surprised nice. kids in a gym or something. Nice. Um, then there was some controversy on number three. Uh, Will Ferrell, the, the the man who adopted Will Ferrell was Papa Elf, played by Bob Newhart. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Daniel went for his uh, blood relative, James Kahn. Mm. And Donna said Bob Newhart, but could not convince Daniel. Thus, he sabotaged his own chance to come to the Twin Cities to see She Said, a thrilling drama that tells the story of how two New York Times reporters helped launch the hashtag MeToo movement Mm. Tuesday, November 15th at AMC Rosedale. I'm sorry, Daniel the Painter. Sorry, Daniel. Or as they say in Canada, sorry. Sorry, Daniel, we lost, and it's your fault. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I should have li- listened to you, Donna. Yeah, you couldn't win anyway. It doesn't matter. You're my oh. best friend. So, tattoo update. Okay. okay oh, tattoo, tattoo update. update. Oh, yes. Let's get this. December 10th, and Beck's got a designer from Brazil doing the design for the tattoo, mm. and... We're going to have a videographer come in and video it. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Can you, like, we need to explain to everybody what Daniel's talking about. (laughs) Yeah. We were raising money for Face to Face Mm -hmm. at Project Down and Dirty. And Becca said, hey, let's, hey, DJ Rock Lobster, let's both get Rock Lobster tattoos together. And I said, I don't have any tattoos and I don't want to start now. They're going to fire me and I don't want to have that brand for life. But Becca, who loves the tattoos, said, I'm going for it. You know, if we raised a certain amount of money, we did. And it's coming. It's happening. That's amazing. Wow. Is this guy flying in from Brazil or he just happens to be Brazilian? No, so she found a uh, online service which they can do designs. So this lady happens to be out of Brazil, and they're just corresponding through email. 
Amazing. This is awesome. December 10th is the day. Okay, and then you guys can send us the video, and then we can get it like put up on the uh, MyTalk social pages. This will be great. Yeah, I just want to know how, if you can email any of us how we can go about doing that, as in file-wise and what you require, et cetera, et cetera. That would be awesome. Yeah, I got I got your answer right now. This is a helpful tip for anybody who's sending a bunch of big uh, big videos or anything like that, you know, trying to figure out how can I get this to somebody. A service that I use is called We Transfer. We Transfer allows you to send via email uh, video files that would otherwise just be too big to get in a normal email. So then you'll click a link, it'll send it, and then the person we would then click that same link and download it on our end. We Transfer. Is it We as in W E or E as in E? W E as in We will do this together. We transfer. Okay. Danny, right, we love awesome. you. Tell Becca we said hi. She's probably listening, but yeah, I will. All right, fine. We love you. All right, bye, Daniel. Good night. Love you too. Bye. See, you guys. See ya. Now, I will say Daniel was called with better reception before. Right? I mean, that's not his best reception day. I almost feel like he's listening on the fu- on the to the radio to the stream. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but we're always happy to hear him. We just hope that the next time he calls, it's less echoey and terrible sounding. And I say that with love and respect. Totally. I have a, uh, I have a tip. All right. Is Make it, it an actual show. tip? Huh. Kind of. All right, here comes time for a tip. That's all I needed. Too late. Okay. Should Election Day be a federal <laughs> holiday reads the headline. Hey, look, I'm filling out my ballot right now. Oh, how wonderful. Okay. Um, should Election Day be a federal holiday? Two-thirds of us... Say yes, it should be. 14% aren't sure. 20% are opposed to the idea. I have a solution. First of all, it should be, right? I mean, if you really want to rock the vote, yeah. you want to see a lot of people out there, yeah. um, then remove the biggest complication, and that is work. And I have the best idea, Donna, okay. so that the government would not need to add a federal holiday to the calendar, which causes issues in the world of banking and the stock market and federal employees and all that kind of stuff. Get rid of the day that we observe for President's Day. Make that Election Day. And I would challenge you, what better way could we honor our presidents than participating in the democratic experience that is voting? We put our flesh mitts together. Again, that's sort of a jazzy version. We put our flesh Mitts together. I'm not. Clap, I'm clap, not. Clap. I'm not doing this with you. Is it because you're incapable of doing the melody Possibly. as it was written by the composer? That could be. I Isn't that a, that's some the good idea. harmonies yesterday? Something changed. It's the whole incident this morning. Yeah. Is it raining right now? <laughs> uh, why is your knee feeling it? No, because I have oh. a hole in my window in my car <laughs> no, right now. I, it will okay, rain okay. today, according to Ken Barlow, but I am seeing some patches of blue sky out there. Thank mm. you, Rocco. Mm-hmm. Guys, are we all in favor? Yes, I like the idea. Yep. That's why I put they my flesh together. Super Bowl and Election Day. Let's do it, and we'll give back something else. President's Day. Columbus. Yeah, President's Columbus Day. Day. President's Day. Columbus Day, okay. But I mean, the President's Day to use that vacation day day or holiday for voting is the smartest idea in the world. Mm -hmm. It is, Steve. We'll make an amendment. Oh, to the Bill of Rights. Whatever. Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) I am not giving away my shot. We got to go.
I, uh, I think you some... just combined Hamilton with the Red Hot Chili Peppers there. <laughs> Give it away. <laughs> Give it away now. <laughs> oh, oh man. guys, you're my best friends. I have a list that I think you two are only going to mildly enjoy. Okay. But I saw it and thought, this is the kind of list that I wish they would fully enjoy. So I'm going to say it anyway. See if I can win you over. There's a bunch of times that people were just kind of like funny rebels online. Okay? All right. This is just to lift our spirits up. We're doing that. When we come back, Donna and Steve, the experience on my talk. I'm just trying to hold on so you feel like you don't need Hey, welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, where talk is normally fun. Sometimes when I look out and like I know that we're supposed to be back from break and I can't see either of you on the video feed, <laughs> I'm like, is there an incident at the workplace that I'm unaware of right now? Well, I just slapped myself in the face with my headphones. Well, I was hiding, waiting for Rocco. I had to use the bathroom and I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting so I could scare him. <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye. And then he never came, and well, then and finally I, I'm like, forget it, time's up. And I tried to scare you this morning, only to find out you were, like, grieving over almost being assassinated this morning. Right. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was a whole thing. True. I mean, it's real serious <laughs> business, man. I mean, jeez, Louise. Anyway, welcome Don, back. The good news Donna, is what, I was working on a, a cover story. Thank you. Oh, a yeah. holiday edition? About, it is, according to Donna. We're going to keep Donna happy. It's going to be all Christmas from here on out. Thank you. Nice, bro. Yeah. I mean, if there's a Thanksgiving song, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, I've always figured over the river and through the woods is kind of a a Thanksgiving. But, you know, today we're going to do Winter Wonderland, which isn't necessarily a Christmas song. It just is about cold weather. You're right. That's one of those songs where I'm like, Winter Wonderland, Let It Snow. I can keep those on all year round or all winter, certainly. Jingle bells. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess you're right. Man, what does that have to do with anything? But like songs like I'll Be Home for Quiz Mice, you can only play during <laughs> oh, Christmas. God. Okay. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. Thanks, guys, for all your input. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.